We're your hosts, Lizzie Kondravi and Brooke Volkert, and welcome to the All-American Dream Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Allison Shaw. Allison is a producing branch manager with Nobis Home Mortgage, and she's celebrating her sixth anniversary of originating loans this month, actually, Ooh, right? right? Yes, right. that's correct. So... The reason why we're so excited to have Allison on the podcast today is she's super passionate about helping people achieve their home goals and developing lasting relationships with her clients, which is like amazing and, you know, basically a rule in having a successful mortgage origination business. But particularly what we love about Allison is her online presence and her personal brand that she uses to serve her clients and then also develop and maintain those new relationships and old relationships. Yes, absolutely. So welcome, we're so excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. So let's start from the beginning. Um, when did you start branding and social media? Yeah, so it was probably two years in. I would do Facebook, like I think every real estate mortgage person's like, I'm gonna make a Facebook business page. Mm-hmm. Really now, Facebook business pages are secondary. We we do some posts on there, but it's mostly driving through Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, mostly because I think Facebook is really oversaturated. If you scroll through your newsfeed, it is unlikely that you're even gonna see what I post because every grandparent, child, 12 year old kid now has a Facebook and it's mm-hmm. oversaturated and they don't wanna see real estate or mortgage content normally. Um, so we started on there and we're just kind of willy nilly post things, trial and error, um, and then created an Instagram account one day. I don't even remember why I thought it would be appropriate to create a business Instagram account because definitely wasn't much of a thing at the time. And we just kind of ran with it trial and error. Um, and we would post like pictures of our dogs in the office. And <laughs> I don't know that it was super productive at yeah. first. But so when you say we, who do you mean? Um, so I have a few people on my team in my office. So at the time, her, um, well, this was an old employee, started it and she would just kind of post trial and error like randomly once or twice a week. And then I sat down with a photographer friend of mine and she was like, so your Instagram sucks. <laughs> like this is like <laughs> not, like you're not going to get business this way because she would help big brands develop their content. Um, and so she was like, it needs to be more content focused, but with better imagery and kind of walked me through what the goal of it all was. Um, and we just kind of tried to copy that by trial and error for a long time as well. Yeah, and shout out at MPLS Made Mortgage. Yes, what a great handle. Um, yes, we went to happy hour to think of it one day. Yeah, <laughs> and it's good you got it now because, you know what I mean, now that everybody's doing it. Yes. It's there's, really hard to get like those handles and names now. It's yeah impossible. It's not you like, rarely see something catchy anymore. Yeah, it can't be like Allison Sells. Yes, right? no. I mean, someone already has that. Yes, yeah. for sure, for sure. So... Did you always think of it as like a necessity? So for example, we had a real estate agent on here and she was like, I hate lead generating, so I do not want to have to door knock. I don't want to have to cold call. I don't want to have to do anything. So whether I like it or not, no matter what, social media is going to have to work for me and be my lead generation. So did you see it? Like you said, it's more. I saw it very secondary. I, um, the way I was trained in, the way I was coached in was that social media is not going to bring you in big paychecks. It is totally secondary. It's brand awareness. It's who you are. It's a reminder of who you are and what you do. It is not going to bring you in leads necessarily. Um, Now we're to the point where we definitely get leads from it, but it is not our main, 
I would never be like, I'm not going to pick up the phone and cold call anymore because we have a really good online following. Yeah. We pound the pavement. I'm not afraid of knocking at someone's door. I'm not afraid to pick up a phone, cold call somebody. Yeah. And we, and we still do that. A lot of it is based off of people we bring in from online presence. And then I'll go, hey, thanks so much for liking, commenting on our post, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to connect with you. Now they already know, like, know, like, and trust me. It's really easy to make that cold call when it's not really a cold call. It's a warm call at yeah. that point. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's been proven that people like to see who they're doing business with. So if they go on your Instagram and can, can see you specifically and then the value that you bring with all the content that you have, yes. it deepens that credibility. Yes. Um, what's been really interesting in this market is agents who I've never, ever met will get one of our pre-approval letters and multiple offers and they'll go, oh, I know Allison. Yeah, we know she's like, we know she does a good job. And like, I've never met them. I've never had a deal with them. They just feel that they know me and think they have had a deal with me because they follow us on Instagram or constantly see our branding. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. So one of the things we've been following you for a long time. <laughs> and so one of the things we've noticed is your digital marketing has changed. Yes. So tell us a little bit about why you chose to go down that route and the process of that. Yes. Um, so I feel when you really resonate with a brand that you're super loyal to, it is because you see that brand's marketing and their coloring and you see their fonts and you just you just like it. But it remind but it's also not you just like it, you like you like them, you like the brand, you like the whole thing. So I went to someone who works at a branding agency or maybe it's not it's a design agency and just said, I want, especially with COVID happening, we don't get to see people as much. If they get an email from me, I don't want it to feel like my company sent them an email. I want them to feel like, based off the pictures, the fonts, the coloring, they get me all the time. It looks like me, it feels like me, it is our level of service, it's our level of expertise, our level of like fun womanness in there too. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just went to someone who was like, I this is what I want, how do we create this? And so we did a few hour long discovery call about like what words are important to me, how I'd identify our brand and really dug into that. And then their team built out like, these are the three fonts you should use on everything. Um, these are the colors that are your brand's colors and gave us the tools to then be able to run with it and create more concise emails and be more professional and tailored to our brand, not our company's brand. Isn't that fun? Cause when we, rebranded here at All American Title and we sat in a room and we were talking about who we really are, it really made a big difference, I thought, for us and also how you go then about like selling yes. or consulting. Absolutely. You've, you're like, oh yeah, that is exactly, this is, you know, the Absolutely. title company we are. Yes. And people, like someone in the office will say, should we do this on something or, or we could try this and I'll go, it's not our brand. We shouldn't do that. That's not our brand. Um, so we went through, like, how do you, what are your identifiers? If someone's going to find you online, and I think that the key thing is you're not supposed to have more than five identifiers. So we had to go through and, like, how do we identify? And logically, I think they say you're supposed to start with personal things first and then business things second. And so I identify as a woman. I'm very proud that we have a full woman team in our office of young people who are super hard workers. Um, so that's the first thing we identify as. Second, we identify as personable. I want to meet you where you're at. I want you to see me online and go, this girl's not intimidating. I would call her and go, I don't know. I've never paid a student loan. Can I qualify for a mortgage? Mm -hmm. I don't have any money. Can I qualify for a loan? I want people to feel like we're really, really approachable. And so we just went through and created those things for us. But I think that's the big thing people have to do is really dig in of what do you want people to think about you when they 
go to your stuff, whether it's the colors, the font, the pictures you post, the content you share, etc. I love that you say approachable because that is such that is exactly what it is, but I've never thought about it that way. Like when you see people on social media, like influencers, for example, you're like, oh, I love that, but it's not necessarily, you know. Sometimes people aren't approachable. Exactly. Yeah. And so we, because one of the reasons I wanted to come off approachable is because there was a girlfriend of mine from, I'm really involved in the Junior League of Minneapolis, and she had bought a home and she reached out to me and apologized because she didn't use this for her loan, but she wanted me to know she didn't purchase in that high of a price point. She purchased like a $500,000 house. (laughs) What do you think I do? Yeah. (laughs) She's just like, I thought you just did only like extreme luxury. I'm like, because we're not coming off approachable. We're not being really real with what the day-to-day looks like and making us accessible to people and meeting them where they're at. And so it really, you know, you only have that happen to you once in life before you go, okay, that'll never happen again. Mm -hmm. And you tailor how you're going to do your business differently. And I think especially going back to what you said about the emails and like your wording and all that kind of stuff, how you want it to be coming from you Mm -hmm. and not corporate. Because I feel like you see this a lot with mortgage companies. It's like it's feels very sterile because it, I mean, it is, is. it's meant to tailor thousands of people, but at the end of the day, it's meant to be, it could come from me. It could come from you. It could come from any person or company. It's meant to be under one voice, not your own voice. And this business, everyone knows 10 realtors. Everyone knows 10 mortgage people. They choose you for a reason. Like I'm the brand. That's, that's what will, no matter what company we, I don't even know if sometimes people know what company we work at. Exactly. Actually, I know that all the time people know what company you are. <laughs> and I, that's what I love about your colors and stuff, too, because we recently did this with the podcast is we kind of like looked at it and we're like, you know, we want to do something different because we wanted to be associated with All American Title Company. So it's recognizable with mm-hmm. that brand, but we didn't want it to feel. We wanted it to be Brooke and Lizzie. Exactly. You don't want to you're not doing this to give someone a title policy. You're doing this to educate people and share thoughts and doing things like that. Same thing as Minneapolis made mortgage. I'm not trying, it's not Allison Shaw mortgage. I'm not trying to push, I'm just trying to educate you. If we're the right fit, we're the right fit, but I just want to be a resource and educate people. And same with the podcast. And bring value. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I love about like the warm tones and stuff like that, because you don't see that with any, especially mortgage company. It's all, you know what I mean? Oh, trust me, when they first sent me back a templated email and the top of it was my name in like a weird hue, not weird hue, it looks great, but of green with like my picture in the middle, like an artistic picture. And then like, what's happening in the twins? I was like, I can't send this out. It took me a good week to mull over the like, can I send it out? And then I think I got 15 email responses in the first like 15 minutes. This is the best email. Oh my gosh, I love this. Did you rebrand? This is great. Who did you use? Etc. Because people like it. It just feels weird and weird to put it out and do something so different. Yeah. I remember I reached out. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. This yeah. is great. Yeah. So what specific things clearly you just mentioned, you know, you did talk to a photographer and you did reach out to a branding agency, but kind of like, let's talk about it from like linearly, I guess, mm-hmm. like start to finish. Like where did you start and then what have you invested in along the way? And like, when did you realize it was like time to level up and do the next thing? Yeah, so we focus, just as a business model in general, really hard to not do things that other people are necessarily doing. I don't, if someone asks what our competition is, I want to be able, not to sound dumb, but I want to be able to say, I don't know that we have the same competition because I think we offer something very different than most people do. 
um, whether that's from experience, pricing, whatever. I just want to be able to say that. And so when I looked at it, it was like, I want to do something so different. So I'm not going to look internally in our world to find someone to replicate. I'm going to look at other businesses and replicate. So if you look at big brands, what do they do? They use influencers. They have a really nice, beautiful social media page that's fun and engaging and people interact and they ask questions and it's all about real people um, versus in real estate. People always like to post pictures of $2 million homes and that's it. <laughs> that aren't even in Minnesota. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Half, the time, half the time they're not. Um, so we... I, so I knew that's what we wanted to do. And so slowly, because it's expensive to do a branding thing. So if slowly, um, I would do online courses, Lab Collective specifically, which is like you can go to a $50 class or something. Um, you can sign up for one of their classes. They do stuff like that. And I just kept going to inexpensive resources to learn about it. And then slowly would find out of different tools and things like that to you know, improve along the time. Um, I think the biggest thing though is consistency. I think I'm probably gonna kill this saying. Um, the saying is, I believe, you can, you're never going to hit your goals, you're going to fall at where your systems are. So you're yeah. not gonna achieve your goals, you're gonna fall back to where your systems are. Even if your goals are here, maybe your systems improve a little bit. Um, and so it was being really systematic with, what are our hashtags, what do we post, what's the content for next week, and always having content readily available. I don't spend hours a week on social media. I spend, before I came here, I posted a video, I, that I took a couple weeks ago and I posted it in 45 seconds when I was walking to my car. Um, so it has to be systematic enough that you can just do it really quickly and easily. And so once we learned that, I think is when we really started to improve. Um, and then once we had the following and I could actually see the numbers come from closings, transactions, things like that. Okay, we're profiting off of this, now it makes sense. That is when I felt comfortable going into this year, especially with COVID, more things are online and business is changing to invest more money into someone doing a rebrand and getting that professional help versus me just going on camera and going, well, this font is pretty, so that's my yes. brand. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And how do you feel like this has improved your business? Um, I can't even tell you. So obviously I do mortgages, so a lot of my time is spent trying to connect with financial planners, real estate people, divorce attorneys, et cetera, anyone who can send us a client. Um, the amount of people, one, who follow our page for about, I think the average now we figured out is nine months to a year, and then reach out and go, hey, so I have a couple questions. How do mm -hmm. I, yeah, let's just hop on a phone call and like a month later we're closing their loan. Um, that has been huge. And then the other piece of it is realtors literally just sending us clients who we've never even met with, talked to anything and going, I, Allison's my referral partner, I trust her. They trust me because they've been watching me for a year on Instagram. They know I'm gonna take care of their clients. Um, so that has been the biggest, weirdest thing to me <laughs> that I don't have to call them and go and sit at coffee with them once a month. They, they know me, we like each other, we, we communicate that way. Um, and if their clients attracted to them because of social media stuff, they're going to really easily blend with someone else that's doing it. And there are not a ton of mortgage people who are creating their own brand, doing something different and have a large presence on social media at all. Yeah. And I feel like it makes you yes, like more, it seems more approachable, but also more accessible because you don't have to be available 24 hours a day, even though real estate people expect that. But when I have to like go onto a website to find somebody, to find an email, to then email them yes. versus just being able to like just message you, yes, it just feels so much easier because people already are living on social media. 
you know? Yes. Yeah. And they watch your story or whatever, and then they just randomly comment, or we do a lot of the, like, what questions do you have? And people will ask questions, and then we answer them, but we always, the other thing is you have to be really intentional about your engagement. If someone follows us, they get a message from me saying, thank you so much for following our page. Curious why you followed or how can we help or if I can see they're in the industry, you know, let me be a resource for you, whatever. But we open it up that we're not just posting content that someone, a one picture grabs someone and they like our page. We never communicate. I'm going to reach out to you. I want to convert you into our email campaigns and come to a networking happy hour and be engaged with us in real life and not just in social media life. And do you um, recommend any specific times? Like, do you have it? Because I feel like you are a very systematic person, high level yeah. systems. So do you have it particularly like, okay, so at 10 o'clock every day, we're going to post this video. And at 12 o'clock every day, we're going to like look at our DMs or respond to people or like how, or do you just go with the flow of whatever the day takes? I would love to say that that's how it's intended to go. It just, <laughs> it doesn't. Um, sometimes I look at the clock and like, it's literally the end of the day, but I have an email with what the content will be that day in that automatically will get sent. So we'll we type them up, you can do them as a draft, schedule that email or whatever. So it's in my inbox that I need to post it that day. So I'm, I'm I don't leave, emails on red. So sometime before the end of the day, it's going to get posted. Um, in terms of responding to messages and stuff, I don't know, laying in bed for five minutes, I'll quick do it or walking to my car, sitting and waiting for someone to show up to a coffee meeting. I'll just quick hop on and do stuff like that. But I'm not super systematic about when I do that. Okay. That's actually really interesting ideas, emailing yourself instead of doing like the apps or whatever, because there are so many resources of being able to schedule, but then this forces you to go on and physically be there. So you're showing up and then engaging yeah so someone told me and i don't know if this is still true that when you use those apps the like facebook instagram what twitter whatever they reckon like hootsuite they recognize that it came from hootsuite and that you didn't automatically post it so you're not going to get as much viewership on it because they know it's not a natural engaging post they know it's you're trying to push out content and so if you're going to push content they want you to pay instagram facebook or twitter to promote your content not some other mm -hmm. company so they've tried to filter that out very interesting information. Good for us to know. Yeah, it really is good for us to know because it is really easy to get caught up and be like, okay, I got to plan this, which you still are planning. Yes. But then setting it up in a system in a way that's holding you accountable, but also like you're the one doing it. So you're the one seeing everything that's going on because it's so easy to like set and forget and then just be a part of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's separate from you, but this is you. Yes, for sure. And I think the other big thing is Use it to engage. I mean, I think as real estate mortgage professionals, we have all this sales coaching and all these things and everyone does things in such an old school way. The largest demographic of people buying homes is millennials. They know what you, they're not, they're not dumb. <laughs> like they don't want you to just randomly call them all the time. They don't, realtors don't want, especially younger ones, they don't want you pouncing on them every Monday morning. Hi, how was your weekend? I'm going to have the same script to call with you every Monday. Mm -hmm. Engage with them. Be a real person. Comment on stuff. Know what's going on in their life. Be involved on the platform. Don't just use it to push content and then walk away. Well, and the most why I was asking about systems and everything is because everyone we've talked to when we've talked about social media, the, the highest level is it is organic. It needs to be organic. It needs to be coming from you. If you're not invested into it, then it's not going to be successful. And it's just going to be you get you're another person like everyone else lost in the wind of like, yeah. yes, you have that brand awareness, right? Yeah. But the most important when you are the specific person engaging into it, it's always more 
successful or like the personal part of it, right? Mm -hmm. If they see you and your dog, that's way more engaging than taking the filtered Canva picture, which we've done that, you know, but like that doesn't totally do it too, but but it doesn't get as many likes or engagement or, you know, who is Allison? Yeah. And people do, they like you that again, that's why they refer you business. That's why they want to do their mortgage with you. It's because they like you. Something, something. there was just that general connection. And so being really real with it. We used to outsource it or I'd have someone on my team do all of it. I don't even do that anymore. I'm like, I'm so much more intentional about this and mean it when I message people than someone messaging back as me. Mm-hmm. Like if someone gets a puppy, I'm probably more excited than like whoever we outsourced it to. I'm really excited to see your puppy. I might, you know, I might think of sending you a gift for your dog or something else. And so just being really organic about it, I think is super important. Yeah. Cause what happens when you run into that person on the street and you are like, oh my gosh, you got a puppy. And they're like, you just messaged me about it. Mm-hmm. I've never happened to me before, which is why we don't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, it hurts you. And that's another thing, like you said, you do get that brand awareness if you're posting like the Canva thing. But also that brand awareness can be negative because it's like sometimes if you Too see. Too stale. Yeah. But we do do that sometimes too. Like we we will use stock photos or something, but share original authentic content with it, not photo by I, I don't know it's just the same canned stuff sometimes over and over can just be tough yeah totally um so you started to go back to like one two three four five this is how my brain works sometimes is like yeah. I like to think about it like step by step that's why I love li- listening to like Jenna Kutcher um the gold digger podcast yes. have you listened yeah. to her because she's like okay one th- step by step this is how you do it so let's just say you started you went to happy hour to find your handle because you <laughs> yes. knew it was <laughs> yeah, important there and then you need you knew you needed more professional images right mm-hmm. and then and then what? Well, and even with the professional images, keep in mind, like some of my photos on my feed, my little brother has taken of me on my iPhone. Like it's not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, it's not revolutionary. Most of our videos are taken on my iPhone or just like a nicer camera. We're not, I'm not spending thousands of dollars on a videographer or anything like that. Um, so I guess if I was going to tell someone how to start it, I'd say, come up with a handle. I would tell them to brainstorm a ton of content ideas, whether yes, market stuff, but also what books do you like to read? Who influences you? Who are people you like to spend your time with? What are your favorite restaurants in town? Be a local expert because the more your community engages in your following, the more other people want to engage in your following. They don't just feel like they're following some random girl who mm-hmm. does loans. They're like, oh, she kind of she she kind of knows all of the things about town. She's kind of the mayor of like she's all the businesses in the North Loop comment back and follow her back or reshare her posts when she tags them and stuff like that. Um, so I would say come up with tons of content ideas. You don't have to script it all out and have every caption ready, but just have the ideas there. Um, get content up front for photos and stuff like that. And I just, I have a sh- album in my phone. It says 2021 work socials. So if I'm going to do a post, okay. in the post, yep. Yeah, we talked about something about a box. So, oh, yep. Here's a picture and I'm putting something in a box and that's our post that day. And it takes two seconds then as it's organized and ready to go. Um, I would highly recommend taking some kind of online course, no matter what, if it's free, if it costs $500, I don't know, but understand the analytics behind it so that you are being intentional. So you're getting the right engagement so that you can actually make an impact on it. If you're just going to do it to do it, I don't even know. I mean, that's good. Sure. Just so you have a presence if someone Googles you, I guess, but I wouldn't do it to just do it. Yeah. I mean, people are like going to school for this stuff now. 
Like these are people do this full time. It is a yeah, it's a it's a lot of work. And we're not that intention we're intentional about it, but we're not spending that much time on it just because I don't believe that's how we bring in, you know, I don't believe that social media or Instagram is gonna, you know, provide me my living every year till I retire or anything like that. But I do think it's important to be intentional. So we do invest in it, but we we definitely don't invest thousands and thousands of dollars a month paying someone to do it or anything like that. Yeah, totally. What advice would you give for someone who's starting out? Um, so I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. So a lot of times at like sales conferences, coaching things, I'll have someone like in their late fifties who doesn't even have Facebook, but like he's seen his grandkids and whatever. And he's like, what do you think I should do? Should I start with videos? Do I do this and do that? Do what you're good at. If it's not, if it's not your natural thing to like post pretty pictures and do a caption it, maybe LinkedIn is more your place to be and you can, should share a lot of news, but like pick something and be good at it, but do what's natural and good for you. Um, we've have some junior loan officers in our office and I, this one doesn't work for us anymore, but um, mortgage just wasn't for him actually just in general. But um, I tried to make him do videos. And when I kept seeing the videos, I was like, yeah, you shouldn't do videos. You're right, this is not your thing. I should not make you do something that's not your thing. If I watched this, I would feel uncomfortable. I would not, <laughs> I would not be like, yeah. It yeah. hurts his It hurts his credibility. So he was very, he's a very buttoned up person. So like LinkedIn is great. It's very professional. Share news articles, share facts, share content not video isn't for everybody. So if that's not what's for you, it's not what's for you. Do what you're good at. Um, so if most of your demographic is on Facebook, then do Facebook. That's just not ours. So we focus mostly on Instagram, then LinkedIn. For some people, they have a huge following on Twitter. Do Twitter. Um, I'm too long-winded to do Twitter. So <laughs> I just feel like it doesn't work for us. But I think if I was starting out, I'd figure out what am I good at? What social platform should I focus on? Um, and then I would do take a course on understanding how to be most impactful on that. For example, I think our social media is great. I was on a coach call last week and we had someone speak to us and he went on my LinkedIn profile and he was like, started at the very top and he was like, this is bad and this is bad and this is bad and this is bad and this is bad. And this is bad. And I was like, wow, I thought I was good at this. So do take educational pieces, learn about it, go to an expert who's outside of our industry, ask them how to do it. And that would be my first step is to pick a platform and then really learn and be the expert on it. So if you're going to spend time and money on it, you want it, you want it to be good. And it always is ever changing. So like yes. staying up on that, right? Because algorithms and always changing. Yeah. And like, where do you live? Like personally, like if I am always on Facebook, why do I have to like then try to remind myself to always go on Instagram or something like that? You know what I mean? Well, and that's naturally, I think the phrase is like 20%, 25% of people will love you no matter what. And then there's like 25% of people who are meant about you. You're going to find your 25% of people on your social platform. So whatever you are good at and what you actually spend your time on, those are probably the clients you're going to attract. So if that's not your wheelhouse, it's not, don't try and make it your wheelhouse. And that's like who you want to work with are the people that want to work with you because of you. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So if you could go back and time and ch well, looking back now, I guess, what would, could, if you wanted to, what would you change? Um, going back in time, I probably wouldn't have created a separate Facebook business account. I would have just shared things to my personal Facebook account, just the way the algorithms work, but no one knew that Facebook would change out that whatever. Um, other than that, 
probably mm, investing the time to learn about it sooner versus just being so trial and error for as long as we were. Because when we did that, it was like a night switch of like, now we always get probably 10, uh, at least like seven new followers a day. Whereas before that, I mean, we were lucky to get like two a week and they were like from China or yeah, like Indonesia. Box. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like there, that wasn't a real name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like how you say like going back to, um, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, shoot. Wow. Sometimes this happens. I'm not done yet though. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's something I really wanted to talk about. Um, you, okay. Can you repeat before you said, <laughs> what is going on here? I'm having a brain fart. Okay. Okay, before I said about being intentional or about picking your platform, about the people who oh, you collect yes. with. We didn't know Facebook was gonna change. Oh, like we yeah. didn't know Facebook was gonna change. And they're gonna always change. And Instagram is always gonna change. And all these social media platforms are always gonna change. Yeah. And so I keep saying going back, but like going back to the beginning when you're talking about your email and how the email sounds like it's coming from you. And I personally got an email from you about, you know, from one of the emails that you send out to people. Is about, this a tub story? Yes. I thought that, I was wondering. If this like, this new bathhouse that's coming to oh, Northeast. Yes, I yes. literally bought a gift card. Oh my gosh, I love that. From your email. Good. Okay, so many, the bathhouse is probably doing really well because so many people <laughs> have emailed me that this is amazing. I want to be a, I want to be a founding member. I'm like, reach out to them. Yeah, yeah I like invested in their like women's, like, yes. it was like a Kickstarter where you buy the gift card before they open. Yes. So that's, that's, I love that. But like, so they're working clearly and you can like totally partner with businesses on that, I bet. But the thing we have recently started about a year ago, half, six months ago, maybe our Monday marketing emails that we send out every Monday with our marketing tips. Yep. And the thing is, is like, yes, like the algorithm can hide our stuff, but we will always have our email list of people. Like this is, you're not gonna, the algorithm is not gonna boot you from somebody's email inbox. So also like being intentional too about like the other aspects of your business. Like, yeah, it's not just one thing. It's, it's a constant. I mean, what you see on Instagram is what you're going to, the same look and feel of what you're going to get in an email from us, which is the same exact colors, font, look and feel as what you're going to get in your pre-approval packet as your follow-up mailers, as the mail you're going to get from us every single month as a past client, um, as the branding at our client events and the invites for our networking happy hour, everything looks and feels like Allison's brand. And I love that. And can you remind everyone where they can find you? Yes. Um, MPLS made mortgage or allisonshawloans.com. Awesome. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. Thank you guys.